What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Friday live stream. Welcome back to my studio. Welcome back to my life. Uh, if you're watching this live, welcome into the live stream. If you're watching or listening after the fact, either on YouTube or on my podcast, welcome to another episode and another video. Um, if you are watching or listening after the fact and you can make it, uh, join us next time at noon central time uh, here in the U.S. We go live every Friday and talk about music marketing and branding and business and crypto and all the things. So come hang out. For everybody who's here, what's up, you guys? Thanks for hopping in so quickly today, y'all. Uh, let's see, Broken T, what's up? Happy Friday to you, man. Thank you for being here. Electrotechnica from IG to YouTube. What's up, dude? Uh, we were uh, Electrotechnica and I were literally just talking in the DM um, DMs, I guess, uh, over on Instagram. So good to see you here too, dude. Thanks for hopping over. <laughs> um, let's see, Vivid Fever Dreams. Hey, you too. Just talking to Vivid Fever, Dream Fever Dreams in the uh, DMs as well. What's up? <laughs> What's up, dude? Um, let's see. Uh, Fiello, what's up, dude? I think I remember to pronounce that correctly. Sorry if I didn't. Um, or Piello, I think that's what it is. Uh, Oscar, yo, hey, yo, what's up, man? Uh, thanks for hopping in today, guys. I'm glad y'all are all here. I hope everybody's having a good day. Hope everybody's having a good Friday. Um, I myself am having a good Friday so far. It's been good. It's a sunny day here in Nashville. Uh, I've been catching up on like tons of messages and comments and emails and all kinds of stuff all morning. Um, which sometimes, you know, when you're replying to a bunch of stuff can be like kind of taxing cause you're having to like think of replies and things. But this morning has been like such, uh, an awesome experience replying to everybody because there's just been so many like nice comments and nice messages and nice emails and things. And, I'm just like this morning, I'm very grateful. I'm reminded of how many awesome people are in this community around the stuff we talk about and how many great musicians there are. And um, just, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of like having a happy morning, I guess, because so many of y'all are just so kind and so cool and so fun. And I'm just grateful to be like included in this group. So anyway, I'll stop gushing on you guys. Um, <laughs> let's see, John, what's up, dude? Um, Hey, Eleonora, first time joining your live sessions. Thank you for being here. I'm glad you're here. Welcome. Uh, Tano. Hey, what's up? Uh, let's see. Broken T. How's the new music coming? You posted on IG. <laughs> so that was a bit of a bait and switch broken T. That was actually a drum track uh, that I was, that I was recording for somebody else, but I am starting to think about uh, the next song I'm going to drop and I'm putting together um, my plan to master the full length record. I already, I already know, I know what I want the last two songs on the record to be like. Um, I already have ideas for lyrics and melodies for both of them. Um, so I know how I want the record, the album to resolve. And now I'm sort of like getting in that mindset now that the course is done um, and the store stuff is set up and all of like the workflow, all of that stuff is is pretty much done. I mean, there's definitely like some maintenance to be done to make sure it's easier. Like there's some links that load more slowly than I would like for them to I want to make sure that the experience is really good for everybody. And 
um, you know, there's some Shopify plugins. I probably switch out and stuff and like things, organizing emails for certain people. I don't want to like, if you've signed up for the course, I don't want to email you asking you to sign up for the course. Right. So I want to like do a better job of like making sure that the way I'm communicating with everybody at each level is like appropriate to where you are in the journey. But outside of all that, um, my attention is starting to turn towards like getting back into music making mode now that that's done. So I'm really happy about that. Hey, Yellow, thanks so much for the super chat, dude. Thanks for being a legend. You're very welcome. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> dude, thanks a lot. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, you got it the second time around. Awesome. Yes. Um, so yeah, Broken Team, I'm getting back into music mode for sure. <laughs> Vivid Fever Dreams. I love Facebook ads. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> uh, let's see. Trippenstein Beats. What's going on, Tom? I finally made. Uh, I didn't have to work today. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for hopping into a live stream. Um, yeah, I know that the middle of the day, I mean, especially for those of us over here in the U.S., I think it's, you know, it's evening for everybody in Europe and beyond because all of you guys are ahead of us on the like timeline of the day. But for us here, you know, I, I hoped that at noon central, I might catch people on their lunch break. That was sort of my hope with this time slot. Um, you know, we originally started at one and have now moved it back. So anyway, I'm glad you're here, man. Thanks for hopping in. Um, let's see. Uh, Broken Tea, Tom, check out this book. You'll like it. Okay. The Mental Game of Music Production by Jason Timothy. I will definitely check that out. Thank you for the recommendation, dude. Uh, that's awesome. Y'all know I like my books. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Vivid. Hey, uh, you did a thing on my Facebook ads where you grouped countries. How do I use those groups when making a new audience? Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, go to the locations uh, section in your ad set. Select the field where you would type it in. It's weird. This is like a little glitch. Select the field, like put your cursor in there where you would type in a country. And once you have your cursor in the field, click browse to the right of that. And it'll drop down and you'll have save locations. Click the little arrow there and it'll drop down. And you'll see all those lists and you can just check the boxes. Um, and, and that's the case for, depending on your ads manager, your business manager, that might be the case for when you make lookalike uh, audiences as well. It's that same sort of like select the field, hit the drop down, and then you can select the boxes to the right side. Uh, let's see, Piello. Yeah, honestly, you give me hope for making a full-time living out of my music. Dude, that's what's up. I love that. I love the hope and the positivity of that. I am a huge fan of that. I really, I, I'm, I really believe that the things we talk about on this channel and all the things we discuss in these live streams, I really think this is the best ticket that's ever existed to creating an income stream that can sustain you as an artist, as an independent artist. Um, I just really, truly, truly believe that um, it takes some doing to get there, of course. Like, we all know that, right? You got to have a job to fund the beginning phases of this, and it takes a little time. But I really think that given enough time and given commitment, dedication, continuing to show up, I think that this is the best way that's ever been possible to do it. I think the tools are there. So I'm really happy that you're excited about it. Hey! Kalebo, what's up, man? Happy Friday. Uh, let's see. Fabulous. What's up, dude? Uh, Tommy, live stream has become a regular part of my week. Ah, oh, that's awesome. That's what's up. Great vibes and always very helpful. Thanks, man. You're so welcome. Thanks for always hopping in and, and commenting and participating, dude. I appreciate you. 
uh, Electro Technica, how you explain for my new song, which came out today, costs are high over 50 uh, cents uh, cost per result. Okay, but sinking, thanks to you, I didn't touch anything. When would you make first adjustments? Okay, so first of all, yes, great job on not touching anything. At 50 cents per conversion, it's really hard to not do that. So way to go on the restraint. <laughs> um, I have definitely made that mistake many times of, of messing with it. Um, so I would wait. If there's something that is very clearly eating a significant portion of your budget that's not doing well or is doing much worse than everything else, you can go ahead and turn that off um, within the first 24 hours. Outside of that, I would try to wait 48 hours at least before you turn anything off. Um, and that's only, you know, only if there's like a big outlier would I turn it off. But, but outside of that, I really wouldn't touch anything for the first 48 hours. You want to make sure that Facebook has an understanding of what's happening in this uh, ad set before anything gets touched. Um, depending on how things are going at 48 hours, you might find yourself going like, well, I could probably wait longer. In that case, my big advice is to try to wait three days if you can. Um, you know, but I would, I would wait 48 hours at, at minimum. And then after that, you know, if you want to start testing things against trying new things, I would probably wait, uh, until a week has gone by to start testing those things. If, again, if you can get away with it, it depends how, on what the results are like after two days and three days. Uh, but after three days, you could make a duplicate, try some different things and schedule that to go live the following Friday. That's what I would probably do. But if it's coming down, that's a good sign. So you're probably going to be in good shape. Uh, fabulous. I know you're a fan of IG stories, but after a week, $40 ad spend on Facebook feeds with 12 cents per outbound click versus $20 ad spend on IG stories with 31 cents per outbound click. Should I move away from IG stories? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame stories as a category. I think that maybe um, in this case, the ad creative, both the visual and the song, have resonated better in a feed placement. But I don't think it's necessarily the the story's fault. It may just be the way that ad connects with people in that format for this ad. Um, so, you know, each, each format has its thing that's going to work a little bit better, right? So if anything, I would say it might be an opportunity to try to improve your stories placements ads specifically in the future and start testing some new things to see if you can get it to come down. Uh, let's see, Piello running a conversion campaign on Facebook for Spotify. Okay, campaign is showing conversions. Toned in is showing that people are clicking through to Spotify, but I'm not getting any streams. Oh no, please, why? LOL. Um, so what's probably happening is you've got people who are falling off when they get to, uh, when they click the button on the landing page, they're not getting all the way to Spotify or they're getting there and they're not listening. Um, what I would do is look for countries where you're getting a lot of traffic on Facebook um, and on toned in like a lot of traffic and they're just not showing up at all on Spotify. And I'd pull those out for now. Odds are they're probably going to be mostly Southeast Asian countries because that's usually where bot traffic comes from, unfortunately. So be mindful of that when you're looking through it, but that's probably what's happening. 
And pr I promise you it's happened to all of us. <laughs> uh, Bulldozer, what's up, man? Uh, on the last release, I got 240 streams at 39 cents. Okay, not enough to trigger release radar or DW, but I backfilled with playlisting and triggered both. Okay. Interesting. Guess it works because I'm releasing every month. Yeah, I think the consistency definitely helps a ton. That indicates to Spotify that you're serious. It's, I mean, it's like with any, you can think of Spotify as a social network in that regard. It's just like YouTube or Instagram. Like the more I post, the more likely it is that all of my posts are going to do better. Um, so I think it's the same on Spotify. Let's see. For my new song release today, I run four ad sets with two audio versions, and my cost per click is. 25 cents on average and the best performing as low as six cents. Okay. After 12 hours, got 24 clicks and raise my budget. If you want low rates, it's like going to an auction, buy what nobody wants and never pick the first artist you can think of uh, as everyone is doing the same. You know, that's good advice, dude. Um, honestly, I think that's one of the reasons that if you can think outside of the box a little bit and think about um, interest targeting outside of just music, it's helpful as well. You know, people are listening to your music in the gym while they game, while they run, uh, while they cook, whatever, like think about those kind of things. You know, if you're making peaceful music, piano music, maybe while they meditate. Uh, I think all of these kind of things are worth looking into because when you think outside of the box just a little bit, you start to access opportunities that probably the higher percentage of people are not thinking about. So you get access to probably less competition in the market in terms of advertising. Very good advice, dude. Broken T, I'm going to pick up the course, but my question is, once the course is live, will some of your current courses still be relevant? Um, I'm not sure I understand the question. Uh, if I understand it correctly, yes. Uh, everything in the course is currently relevant, and the course will be updated on a regular basis with relevant information. So it is going to constantly be evolving it probably won't evolve at the forefront of things, but it will evolve once Facebook institutes changes. Like right now, great example. Facebook has just added a change where they are just turning on um, detailed targeting expansion. By default, you can't even turn it off anymore. But it's not rolled out for everybody, and it's a case-by-case -case basis. So the course isn't updated with that just yet. As soon as I see it happen more and more, and it feels like it's inevitably sort of tipped in that direction, I'll, I will adjust the course accordingly to account for that. Um, you know, in making the course, when I first made it, uh, it was, it included Thailand and Indonesia. And I've since gone back even pre-launch to pull those territories out and address that because of the age targeting restrictions that they've placed on those two countries within the last couple of months. So um, I can think within like the last month. So the course is constantly going to be evolving. Uh, it's going to be one of those things where like while you're taking it, if you see something that's off, hop into the community, let me know. Uh, or you can comment. You can uh, comment and leave feedback and ask questions alongside each video. You can have discussions alongside each video. You can talk to each other alongside each video. So if there's something that you're not quite figuring out in the video, just drop a comment uh, on the side of that video. Like, is anybody else having trouble with this? Did you find a workaround? I'll respond. Somebody else will respond. This is very much going to be a collaborative community effort. Um, you know, think about it like a college class. The course is the college class, but then we're all taking notes. We're all part of a study group. We're all communicating with one another inside of the community. And the community is going to be where the real treasure is 
ultimately on a long-term basis, I think. So uh, to answer your question, yes, the course will should and will always be relevant to what's current. And that's a great question, dude. Hey, Emmanuel, thanks for the uh, for the super chat, dude. I appreciate you. Thanks for the love. Nearly got my first 500 streams following your steps. Thanks for spreading the, the knowledge. Dude, that is awesome. You're you're so welcome for um, for the help. Uh, that's uh, what a victory, man. Thank you for the super chat and thank you for sharing that with everybody. That's awesome. Congratulations. Um, let's see. Let me back up here. Uh, let's see. Vivid. Thank you. You're very welcome, dude. Emmanuel. Hey, Tom. I hope you're good. Hope you've had a great week. Congrats on 100K streams. Dude, thank you. Uh, again, thank you for the super chat and thanks for the congrats, man. Yeah. Uh, Hero just recently passed 100,000 streams. That marks two songs for me that are above the 100K mark, which feels really, really good. I'll be honest. Um, and yeah, we're about to pass 8,000 followers, I think, in the next couple of days, too, which is pretty cool. So it's happening, you guys. Just got to stick with it. That's it. Um, Island vibes, chill. Yo, Tom, been, been a while since I was on the stream. Glad to be back. My Wi-Fi has been so bad. Oh, no. Well, thanks for hopping back in. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for joining today. Green Ring. Hey, Tom, just discovered the channel and it has been super helpful. So thank you, man. You're so welcome. I'm glad you found me. Uh, thinking about setting up a legit business for my music project, probably an LLC. Any tips for setting it up smartly? That's such a great question. Um, yeah, I'd probably go LLC because it's a simple tax pass, pass through. Uh, I mean, you could do an S Corp, but it's just a little bit more complex. Um, I would just go through LegalZoom, dude. Go through LegalZoom, follow the steps, do that. and because it's on the internet and I probably feel like I should say it. I'm not a tax professional. Uh, this isn't business advice, <laughs> but yeah, just, uh, just go to legal zoom. That's what I do. I like legal zoom works great. Uh, Kalebo did the Facebook crash the other day affect your ads. I think it took a couple of days for my growth campaign to start getting followers again. Yeah, it definitely did impact my ads negatively. I think, uh, at one point my cost per conversion was double what it normally is. But things have since reverted uh, back to how they are. I would not be surprised if we didn't see Facebook do some reimbursements on the other side of that for ad spend that wasn't actually getting connected to people. Um, that wouldn't surprise me at all. They've done that in the past. Uh, let's see, Vivid. Does adjusting budget mess with the testing phase of a campaign? Uh, yes, it does. You definitely don't want to adjust your budget while your campaign is in the learning phase. Uh, wait till it gets out and then only adjust your budget by between 25 and 50%. No more than 50% in either direction. So if you're at 10 bucks, go up to 15. If you're at 10 bucks, you can go down to five. Um, but yeah, don't mess with it in the learning phase. All right, let's see, John. Hey, Tom, my ads have been running consistently for about three months now since you helped me get them going after the iOS 14 stuff. Okay. Last couple of weeks, I've noticed my monthly listeners drop a bit. Uh, is this just a normal ebb and flow or is it possible for there to be audience fatigue, et cetera? My streams and followers seem to be growing at the normal pace. Yeah, this is uh, this is totally normal. It, it's going to ebb and flow. You're going to have an influx of new people and you're going to have uh, days when people just, you know, your audience just isn't listening as much. So totally normal. Nothing to worry about as long as it continues to trend upward over time. I mean, look at the stock market, right? It does this day in, day out. But if you if you expand out over the last, what, 100 years, it's just this. And so that's what you're doing too. Nothing to worry about. 
Uh, let's see. Island vibes. Okay. Also, would you recommend um, advertising posts on Instagram? Is there a way to advertise a post through Facebook ads on desktop? What type of campaign would it be? Yes. Um, I definitely am a fan of using posts. You can boost it in the app. Of course, that's the easier way with less detailed targeting. Uh, you're not necessarily going to grab your specific audience every single time, especially if you're using custom audiences and lookalike audiences. You can use an existing post as your ad creative in Facebook Ad Manager. So when you get to the ad level, there's an option to use existing post. And you can select that. Um, you know, it's like create new ad, use existing posts, and it's like something else. Um, uh, maybe like make a carousel, I think. Um, you can use an existing post. And then you can go through to your Instagram, find the post you want to use, and use that in an ad. Um, I think there are some limitations to that. You can boost any post on Instagram, but you can't use a post that is not a square, I think, in the ads manager for some reason, which is frustrating. Um, unless they've lifted that since last I tried, but that's how you do it. Uh, let's see, Electrotechnica. Thanks a lot, Tom. I can't express my gratitude towards you appropriate. Oh man, it's awesome, dude. I'm glad to help. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> Uh, Island vibes. What were your reactions when IG went down? <laughs> Dude, I, uh, honestly, I was like, well, something's happening because IG wouldn't work. My Facebook ads manager wouldn't work. And I never opened the Facebook app itself. And I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. And that didn't work. And I was like, yep, the whole thing's down. And then I went to Twitter as everybody did and saw what was happening. And I was like, you know what? It'll be fine. Honestly, the, the biggest thing I thought was I'm just glad that it didn't happen the day that I, I was going to post about my course being available because <laughs> traditionally Facebook and Instagram have had issues seemingly every time I drop something new, whether it's a song or a new video I want to talk about. It's like, well, that's the day. OK, that it went down. Great. So I'm just really thankful that it didn't happen. Uh, what Wednesday when I actually posted that the course was available to Instagram. So I'm glad it wasn't that day. Let's see, Vivid, they be bots, <laughs> right? Um, let's see, Paptilis. Uh, sorry if I mispronounced that. Uh, if an artist just starts running ads, should they start right away with conversions or should they try video views to know who their audience is first? I would recommend start with uh, a brand awareness campaign first. You're going to want to warm up your ad account. Run a brand awareness campaign for a week, then a traffic campaign for a week and then do a conversion campaign. And you'll find that when you run a brand awareness campaign, you're using a video in your ad, use that same ad in your traffic campaign. By the time you get to conversions, you're gonna have a lot of viewer data just from those two campaigns for two weeks, which is kind of gonna be akin to running, having run a video view campaign in some way, shape or form as well. So you kind of get the benefits of doing it, doing like accomplishing two things in one. So that's the way that I would do it. Uh, Drezzy, I was using the hyped it for my landing page, but I was uh, to change to toned in. How do I do that with my conversion? Just asking because of the uh, own changes to setting up your conversions on Facebook ads now. So um, when you switch to toned in, depending on how you're using uh, hyped it, you're going to want to switch to the view content conversion inside of your ad sets. You're probably using a custom conversion with hyped it. So you're going to start using the view content conversion with toned in. But other than that, um, you know, you have to set up your domain and things like that. But other than that, um, should be a pretty easy switch. 
uh, Island Vibes. Tom, recently this song of mine started to get 200 streams a day. That's what's up. It used to be only like 10, and I'm so confused. They all come from a user playlist that had around 500 followers. Then it dipped to 400, and now it's at like 200. Do you think this is wonky? I don't want to risk anything with Spotify. They just added me to the playlist. Uh, they found my music through ads. Yeah, I think that um, I think that it's probably it's good that they found you through ads. It's probably somebody trying to build a botted playlist so that they can get paid to have people pitch to it on, you know, submit hub or playlist push or whatever. Uh, it's a pretty, unfortunately, not irregular occurrence that people will try to pad numbers on a playlist so that they can put a good foot forward on playlist pitching services and monetize it. I mean, so it's a business, you know, people are creating little businesses off of playlists, which is one of the reasons I don't like pitching to playlists, right? Um, so it does sound a little wonky, but I don't think you're going to get any trouble for it. You're not going to get in any trouble for it. So I, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, there's nothing you can do to prevent somebody from adding your song to a playlist with a bunch of bots on it. It's just going to be a byproduct of kind of the way things go. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kaleba only started using a lookalike audience, lots of countries based on content views, 180 days. Okay. 12.2 million people. I switched it off as I only had two content views at 134 per conversion. You think I need to ride through these bad results and wait for them to improve? No, um, I, I don't think I, I definitely wouldn't say ride, ride it out on a uh, dollar 34 or excuse me, uh, I guess a pound 34 uh, per conversion. What I would probably do 12.2 million people seems a little small. I would make sure that you're targeting all the Spotify territories with your lookalike. It should be about 19 to 21 million people. And I would try that new lookalike after you make it bigger. And I would turn on detailed targeting expansion and see what happens. Just see what happens. All Spotify territories and see how that goes. If that doesn't work out great, um, I might try a new cold target with some new targeting in it to try to bring some fresh data into those lookalikes. And then I also might think about going with 90 days instead of 180. 180 is a lot. Yeah, try 90 days. Uh, let's see. Broken Tea, congratulations on the songs. Give us our music videos. <laughs> Give us our music videos. You got it, dude. I got to think about what I'm going to do for them. You know, I've obviously got the video for when we were young. I think Lions is probably going to be deserving of a music video. And then I think that, you know, we'll see how the, the waterfall release goes next year. Uh, but Hero might be deserving of one, too, because both of those songs have just done so well for me. Um, so I like the encouragement, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Use legal zoom there. Great. Yep. 100%. That's what I was planning. OK, cool. Green ring. Yeah. Good. Um, let's see. Kalebo says, I use shorthand due to the 200 characters. <laughs> I use shorthand due to the 200 character limit. Dude, it's all good. Is that what it is? 200? I didn't realize that that's what it was. Um, I guess because I'm long-winded and responding via voice. Uh, let's see. Patelis, you mentioned not to change the budget in the learning phase. What about the Facebook accounts which don't have an indicator whether the ad is in the learning phase or not? I don't have that. Great question. So 
most, I think all new ad accounts don't have an indicator for the learning phase. I don't know. I don't have concrete evidence of this, but my, I suspect that the reason that is, is because the learning phase is a little tag that can be scary if you don't know what it is. Oh, it's the learning phase. What does that mean? Did I do something wrong? And I think Facebook doesn't want to discourage new advertisers into making them think they've done something wrong. So they just go straight to active. The learning phase indicator will kick in after some time, after you've run enough ads or spent enough money or whatever the metric is. When you're early and you don't have that, it just says active. Wait until you have 50 conversion events per ad set. So, or 50 optimization events. If it's link, if it's a traffic campaign, 50 link clicks. If it's uh, an awareness campaign, then you want 50 uh, people for ad recall lift. Conversions, 50 conversions. Once you've passed over 50, you can pretty much be sure that you're out of the learning phase. Great question. Uh, let's see, John, I've noticed that, uh, I've noticed with the Facebook ads that the cost per conversion resets at the beginning of each month. And then suddenly my 13 cent ad is now 45 cents. Is it relearning each month or has the cost dollar averaging just not worked itself out yet? The conversion costs eventually go back to normal, but it takes a week or so. Man, that's very interesting. I have not noticed that, but I will be paying attention to that because, um, I'll go back through my data and look at that. I don't know why that would be. It could be, I, you know, I really don't know if it's going back to normal. That's okay. And if it's averaging out over the long run to be okay, I, I'd say that's okay, but I don't really know much about that. I'll have to look into that. Thank you for, for bringing that up. Uh, let's see. Island vibes. Tom hit a thousand followers last month. Does it get easier from here? Dude. Awesome. Congratulations. Yes, it does get easier. Now it gets marginally easier over time. So it's not going to go from hard to super easy, but the first thousand followers on any platform is far and away the hardest thing to do. Any platform, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, you pick it. Get going from zero to a thousand is dang near impossible. I mean, it is really hard. Once you get to a thousand, it gets a lot easier for a whole host of different reasons. Uh, I think number one is that you figured out how to make it work for you now at this point. So you kind of know what you're doing now. And so you can kind of start to apply that a little bit better. Um, but it, it will get easier. I, I mean, going from zero to a thousand for me, it felt like it took forever. And now I'm almost at 8,000 and that feels like it's gone by really fast. Uh, same for YouTube. I mean, zero to a thousand for YouTube took years. And then a thousand, excuse me, to, uh, I mean, we were at a thousand subscribers last, we hit a thousand subs last May. And between May, last May and October this year, we've gone to over 12,000. It's just, it starts to happen fast. It's crazy. Uh, let's see, Trippenstein, when I target the United States or Canada, I don't get any traffic to those countries. Any ideas? <laughs> yeah. First of all, love the all caps, uh, the urgency. Uh, yes, yeah, set a, an ad set spending limit. If you want to allocate, if you want to grow in the U.S. and Canada, make an ad set targeting just the U.S. and Canada and make sure you set a spending limit to ensure it gets at least a certain percentage of your budget. So if you're spending $10 a day, you can set an ad spend limit to make sure that that ad set gets at least $1 or 10% of your budget. If you want to do more, you can do more. You can also limit... Say so you have two ad sets. One is targeting all countries. One is targeting the U.S. and Canada. 
you can limit the amount of budget going to the all territories ones. You can cap it at $9 or $8 or whatever, and the rest will go to the U.S. and Canada ad set. But that's the simple way to do it. Female rap elite. Uh, I have a question. Okay. I have a lot of uh, streams from Thailand because of my BTS friends. Well, that looks suspicious being from the U.S. No, not at all. Find your fans where they are. Like wherever the people are loving it, give it to them. Uh, I don't think that'll be suspicious at all. The The music market has completely shifted and changed. It's, it's now a global uh, contingency in my book. Now, obviously, they're going to be regional and country-specific things you're going to want to do. Like the odds of you touring in Thailand are much lower than you touring in your town or in your state or in your country. Um, but uh, no, I wouldn't worry about it. If that's where people are listening, then that's great. Uh, Emmanuel, as my Facebook account is already uh, up and running, I've been running conversion ads. Would running a brand awareness be beneficial at this point? Um, it's not going to hurt you. You will dump, especially if you have a, uh, a an ad video custom audience with a lookalike built off of it of people who viewed ninety five percent of your video. Running a week long brand awareness campaign for ten dollars a day at seventy dollars total is going to dump a ton of new data into that custom and lookalike audience. So in that respect, yeah, it's very, very helpful to do that. In fact, one could argue that the way to really set up an effective system on an ongoing basis is to have, if you have the budget for it, $10 on a conversion campaign and let's say five or $10 on a brand awareness campaign, both of which run all the time. And you're just going to be dumping tons of hot or warm leads into this conversion campaign, especially if your conversion campaign includes any sort of retargeting in it, which it should. Um, you know, if you're retargeting people who viewed that video inside of that conversion campaign, then you just, you're dumping tons of warm leads into it and you're probably going to make your conversions get a lot cheaper. So yeah, I, I mean, I would definitely test it. When I, as I was building the course, I went through the warm up process and ran a, an awareness campaign and then ran a traffic campaign alongside my existing Spotify growth campaign. And it helped my data for sure. Uh, Island Vibes, thanks for the answer, Tom. You're very welcome. Uh, feels uh, so nice being able to talk to someone about Spotify and music marketing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know the feeling, dude. Uh, it's it's nice to be able to talk to people who like are thinking about the same things. Uh, your streams are key. When is next release dropping, by the way? Man, I don't know. So I would love to get another song out by the end of the year. In fact, I think I'm going to decide that that's my goal is I can get at least one, whether it's a new song or if it's starting the waterfall process. I think I want to try to get a song dropped by the end of the year. That way I have four that have come out this year and I'll feel a lot better about that. Uh, let's see, John. Hey, Tom, could you go over your Spotify countries setup again, including which ones you leave out? As I, re uh, I recall, you had them grouped by continents. Was there anything else? So, yeah, I mostly have them grouped by continents. That's basically what I lean into at this point. I still am using a couple of trigger countries ad sets. So, I've got, you know, I Google where is Spotify available. I saved all six continents, all the countries by continent and saved uh, audiences or saved locations rather um, in Facebook. So I can just check and uncheck boxes depending on what I want to use. Uh, often if somebody's having bot trouble, I will just blanket leave out Africa and Asia, run the other four continents for a period of time, and then we can add them back in just to ensure that the traffic sort of cleans up and Facebook understands what you want out of the campaign then we'll add it back in and everything's usually pretty good. Um, 
And then the trigger countries thing is I just went to my art, my audience tab on Spotify for artists. I found the top. Um, I think it was at the time 30 countries where my music is being listened to. I left out India, Thailand, or I left out India at the time, but now I would leave out Thailand and Indonesia because of the targeting restrictions. Um, and so I, if all three of those are in the top, then I'd go to 33 uh, countries, leaving those out. So it's a total of 30, right? Um, and then put that in an ad set. That method really tends to work much better once you have enough data. Um, if you have less than, I would probably say, if you have less than like 10,000 streams a month, it's probably not going to be quite enough data to make it work really well. Uh, if you have more than that, you start to get into territory where there's enough data for you to feel confident about the countries that are listed and that they're going to work for you. Um, and then that's really it. Uh, I don't, I don't really go too overboard on like how I mix and match countries outside of those methods. I I'm working on coming up with like a preferred list of countries in Africa and Asia where I see good data coming from consistently and good streams coming from consistently. I know off the top of my head, Japan and Taiwan are two countries that consistently translate at a good click-through rate for a low cost and actually turn into streams, but I want to pay a little bit more of attention to the rest of the countries in those on those two continents to, to identify any others that I've missed, because I know I've missed some. Japan and Taiwan are just the ones that have stuck out the most, because they've appeared on Spotify and Apple Music, so that's why they've been pretty easy for me to identify. Um, Island Vibes. Okay, I keep hearing different answers from different people on how early to upload a song for editorial placements. Any new thoughts about this? I believe, I believe that Spotify says specifically they have to receive the song a week in advance. Um, to be safe, um, I, you know, see what your distributor says. To be safe, um, I think that you can probably go two weeks in advance of release date and be okay. But if you want to really play it safe, I'd go a month out. Go four weeks in advance. That way you just don't have to worry about it. I I usually upload my songs between two and three weeks in advance, and they always make it to editorial like option to pitch. So, um, I, But I think Spotify said they have to receive the song a week in advance to be eligible to pitch. Um, which means, you know, obviously there's some processing time for your distributor. They've got to be able to get it there. So the further out you can go, the better. Four weeks is like the the fail safe. Probably nothing's going to go wrong if you do four weeks, but I usually do two to three. Uh, let's see. Ooh, uh, C Keys S3 Chaz. I'm just going to call you Chaz. <laughs> uh Tom, how effective is metadata when promoting your music, be it instrumental or full composition? Uh, also, would you recommend registering songs to Harry Fox, Sound Exchange, and EAC? So, um, metadata is pretty important for Spotify. It's one of the things they look at. Both metadata you feed them and metadata just from the audio fingerprint of your track. Spotify uses all of that to identify and compare your song to other songs and fit it in uh, with other music on the platform, recommending it to certain users, adding it to certain playlists if you get algorithmic love or editorial love. Um, I mean, it literally, if you go and grab a song from the developer panel, you can see 
that Spotify analyzes the audio fingerprint of the file on a second-by-second basis throughout the track. It will literally tell you the loudness, the mastering level, all of that of a song on a second-by-second basis. So they're picking things apart at a very granular granular level. Um, And the metadata you give them is important too because it's going to tell them where your song might appear alongside other music. Um, Yes, I think that... um, I think that if you want to take advantage of all the means of getting paid, you should definitely register your song with all the appropriate places. I haven't heard of Harry Fox, so I will check that out. Um, But uh, yeah, I would definitely register your song wherever you can. Uh, Let's see. Canal, uh, to trigger uh, RR in the first week, what do you think you need? A thousand streams, 3000 curious on a ballpark amount. So I always consider a release to be a success if I get to the thousand mark. I have triggered release radar with a thousand streams. Um, but then I've also triggered it with 3000 streams or, you know, 2,800 streams, I think 2,700 trying to remember what it was. Um, I think if you can break 20% popularity and a thousand streams, that's a victory for the first week. Even if you don't trip RR in the first week, you've set yourself up for the opportunity to do so the next week. Outside of that, I think the more streams you can get in the first week, the better. Real streams, obviously. Um, so yeah, I think I think a thousand. That's probably where I would put the the bare minimum. Uh, let's see, Kalebo, you might be interested to know. I hit up Spotify by email today to ask about releasing remastered songs with the same ISRC code. They said it's fine as long as the metadata is the same: artist name, song title, duration, etc. Should all match. They will then link the songs so the streaming members will show up on the album with the new remastered version. Kalebo, that is massive. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for doing the due diligence and for sharing that. That is massive information to know because I was going to kind of fly by my seat of my pants on that one when I started Waterfall releasing my music um, and just hope for the best. I was going to use all the same stuff, but not really know. So it's really good to have confirmation from Spotify. Like these are the things you need to pay attention to, especially duration. My guess is when we remaster music, we might have, I know I would, you know, probably think to maybe adjust the ins and outs of a song a little bit, but it sounds like that's probably not what we should do. So really good to know, man. Thank you for sharing that. That's very helpful. Uh, Let's see, John. Yeah, just check your ads on the first of the month. It always zeroes mine out and seems to start over. Maybe it's setting uh, some setting or something. It, yeah, I'll check that out. It could be like a, a payment processing thing, even something weird like that. Uh, Island Vibes. For some reason, I can't see all my ad data and pricing after switching to a business account. Any idea why? That's weird. Check the uh, like column breakdown, the column customization, um, and see. Or go into your settings and make sure this sounds really stupid. Make sure you have given yourself permission uh, as dumb as that sounds that you have uh, connected yourself as the person with permission at all levels, ad set level, pixel, business manager account, everything. Um, make sure you have access to all of it. Tripped inside. Sorry for the, the gaps, dude. All good. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Uh, let's see. Should I remove IG followers that don't engage with my posts or is it just my post isn't engaging enough? If I make a post that pops off and gets tons of engagement, will it be pushed to inactive followers? Um, 
I probably wouldn't waste too much time trying to delete inactive IG followers unless you have really messed up in the past and bought a bunch of fake followers. In that case, I might think about removing some of them. But if it's like people you've gotten through ads or just organic posting and they're just not really like engaging a whole lot, I wouldn't worry about that. You really, I mean, you're really going to lean into the top kind of 10% of people who are always uh, responding to what you do. Cause that's, it's, it's almost like 10% of each level is what you're going to end up getting engagement from. Like if I had to guess, I'd say on average about 10% of the people who subscribe to my channel actually watch my videos on a regular basis. Of that, I would say probably about 10% of those people, meaning mostly y'all in here, will actually click through links and go other places. So um, it's that's just kind of the nature of how this all works, the social media game and the internet game. So I wouldn't worry about it too much unless it's like a hugely like detracting factor from the like success of your profile. Emmanuel, thanks for the answer. You're very welcome, dude. Let's see, YZ, uh, YV Clips, I heard Traffic Campaign was good to run. What are your thoughts? The best one to run is a conversion campaign. So I definitely recommend getting into that if you want to take the time to learn how to do it. If you don't or haven't gotten there yet, a traffic campaign is the next best thing. It's certainly better than playlisting or pitching your song. Um, so yes, traffic campaigns aren't all bad. Conversion is just better. If you're going to run a traffic campaign, I'd probably leave out most of Africa and Asia because traffic campaigns can get hit with bots a lot and waste your advertising budget. And most of the uh, like server farms that host bots are in places where it's really cheap to set those up. And that happens to be in some African and Southeast Asian countries, unfortunately. Nothing but love for both of those areas of the world, but that's just the nature of the beast when it comes to advertising. That's just how it goes at this point. So I would leave out most of those countries if I were you, if you're going to run a traffic campaign. Just focus on North, South America, uh, Europe, and Oceania, and you'll probably avoid most of the bad traffic. Uh, Green Ring, does adding Africa and Asia back in after running a campaign for a bit cause the ad set to re-enter the learning phase? If you put them back into the existing ad set, yes. What I recommend doing is duplicating that ad set and then adding all six continents to that and running it alongside. Even though data is stored at the ad set level, I have this belief that Facebook also analyzes your ad account and is paying attention to where good traffic is coming from and is understanding sort of like more about the avatar of your user at an account level. So I don't have any data to back that up yet. It's just a theory that I have. So if you duplicate and put them in a new one, I think um, Facebook having paid attention to the greater ad level, ad account level of what you're doing is going to be able to apply its knowledge of your user base better. And also, if you're especially if you're using customs and lookalikes, you've now filled those custom audiences with good people. And those lookalikes are now based off of really good people. And they're going to perform better in other areas where there may be more access to bad traffic. If you fill them up with bots, your audiences are just going to look for bots. So um, yeah, I would just duplicate and add there. Uh, let's see. Uh, Island Vibes. I noticed that the more I advertise a song, the more engagement it has, the more Discover Weekly discoveries it get, gets. Does this go hand in hand? 
now that I stopped advertising it, it seems to not get Discover Weekly. So, but, you know, continuing to dump uh, new traffic into Spotify is always going to help. If you're just over the Discover Weekly edge and you stop advertising, yeah, it's probably going to pull it out. So you're not going to get quite as much traffic. If it's well ahead, get it to a popularity score of 35 or 40, probably going to be able to self-sustain without advertising at that point. Hey, TJ, what's up, dude? Thanks for hopping in today, man. Uh, let's see, Lonnie. Uh, hey, Tom, do you ramp down your Spotify growth campaign on the heavier days of your release campaigns? No, my Spotify growth campaign is like a set it and forget it. Unless I'm adding a new song, ad, ad set, $10 a day without fail, leave it alone. Uh, I don't adjust budget up and down inside of that. That's one of the one of the reasons that I do a release campaign outside of it. I don't ever want to play with the budget on the growth campaign. That's that's for the release campaign. Uh, female rap elite fresh finds playlists are dope to be a part of too. Love that. Yes, definitely. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Kaleba, I recently noticed a lot of soundscape artists who make music for meditation, yoga, etc., have hundreds of thousands of monthly listeners and very few followers, like less than a thousand. The songs have millions of plays, presumably based almost entirely from playlists. I'm interested to hear your take on this as a business model. They're definitely making money because they're getting streamed, but they're not building any um, relationship with listeners. They're never going to sell any merch. Uh, they're never going to build a fan base. The unfortunate truth about a lot of those artists, um, a lot of those artists where there's like no profile picture of anybody or anything like that, no bio, no nothing. A lot of those are in-house Spotify created. It's kind of a dirty little secret. Um, I, they have, and this may have changed, but last I read, they have in-house artist projects that they use to just pad playlists and they make the revenue off of it. Um, so I think they have like, you know, multitude of producers and stuff on staff at Spotify who make these artists and make these songs. You know, you'll see an artist that's got one or two tracks total one song a year, you know, and they have half a million average monthly listeners with no followers. And I think that's what that is a lot of the time. Uh, as a business model for us, I wouldn't recommend it because it's not sustainable. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, if you wanted to do a side project and try to do that, I won't stop you. Uh, but for us, I think the, the power is in creating community around our music. Uh, let's see. Paptilles, what's the relation between click farms and Facebook ads? Uh, how uh, does. OK, so. Uh, basically, there's, you know, software can be written that just clicks links and ads. And as I understand it, one of the incentives behind that is that um, other companies will buy bot clicks to click on the ads of competitors so that they exhaust their advertising ad spend and decrease the amount of competition for their company's ads to get shown to the same users. It's like a like little warfare tactic, I guess. <laughs> um, but that's what they do. Let's see, John, <clears throat> you mentioned bot problems in your answer to my question about the countries. How do you know if you have bot problems? Yep, it was me. Sorry, guys. Um, I don't know what happened. The stream just went. <laughs> um, so, but we had a we had a backlog of questions in the old one. So I'm gonna hop over to this old chat thread and see where um, <clears throat> where I left off. 
I don't even know what time we were at. So still, we got like what five ten minutes left. Yeah, sorry, it was me. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I think I accidentally hit a button, um, which apparently kills my stream. Um, so that's my fault. I think it was a hundred percent user error. Um, so let's see, it's affecting her rest in peace back in action. Okay. Um, tell my radio streams, the higher percentile. No, I get actually discover weekly is one of the, the highest ones for me still. Um, and other, other playlists, um, TJ having good luck, uh, good success with collecting emails and phone numbers using mini chat chat bots. Okay. I think I might focus my budget into doing that instead of Spotify. Smart. Okay, that's good to know, man. Mini chat. I'll look that up. Uh, they don't want him to spread marketing truth. Um, okay, so I'm going to hop back over here um, and work through some of these um, comments and questions from the old stream, guys. Sorry. Um, let's see. Pick up where I left off. So, John, how do you know where you, uh, if you have bot problems? Um, there's a huge difference between where your streams are coming from and where you're getting clicks through on your ads. Um, let's see. I'm going to, um, I think I'm just going to try to like fire through a lot of these guys because we're kind of running out of time anyway. And, uh, I want to get to everybody. So, uh, let's see. Jay had a campaign running last week, converting at 30 to 40 cents after the learning phase, then randomly for several days in a row went up to two to $3. I think that was the Facebook thing going down, man. And I, I had some stuff like that happen too, but it seems to have leveled out now. I hope it has for you. Uh, wouldn't it be all, wouldn't it be awesome if you had enough followers to trigger RR for most of your releases? Yeah, 100%. That's what we're working for, Canal. Uh, Pat Delee, sorry, this is my last question. Uh, how does the click farms make money with Facebook ads? I think they only make money with their fake stream service. So it's, it's that their business makes money off of the ads they're running because uh, the business they're competing with uh, doesn't get to show their ads or their ads get seen by bots. So it's a, it's a loss for a net game in the long term. Uh, trying to get 80% engagement. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Um, um, Tom, I think you might like AWOL, their super chill distributor. Okay. Uh, I'll check them out. Let's see. TJ. Okay. Base Druid. How do you come up with content ideas for your videos and do you use a content schedule? Do you, you literally use a handwritten calendar? Uh, yeah, I have a content schedule. In fact, I'm planning to do a video about how I organize all that stuff. I keep all that stuff organized uh, very methodically. I use a spreadsheet, a combination of spreadsheet and notes uh, on my phone, um, and I plan in advance. <clears throat> Dread Maestro, yo, what's up? Uh, Drezzy, is there bots on TikTok, Snapchat, and Google? I'm sure there are, but I don't know for sure. Um, let's see. The guard course comes out next Friday. Any chance we can access it earlier? I'm afraid not, Degard. Uh, it'll be available to start taking next Friday. But go ahead and hop in um, if you haven't, uh, and uh, you, know, you can get 30%, 30, 30 bucks off until next Friday, too. So if you haven't got the course yet, there's a link in this, everybody. Uh, Island Vibes are radio streams, the high percentile. Um, okay, yeah, I do definitely get some radio streams. Uh, hey, Airship, what's up? Uh, fair, okay. Has anyone else noticed a drop of your likes of your Instagram posts since you started running ads? Yeah, I think that's just a byproduct of it. You get more people, engagement goes down a little bit, unfortunately. Um, let's see. Keys. Hey, Tom, as a novice to the music business, what book would you suggest I purchase today to get started? Two best suggestions on mastering programs. I don't read a lot of music books. Um, 
I think if you want to understand how everything works, everything you need to know about the music business has always been a good book. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, philosophical books more than anything. Uh, the Almanac of Naval Ravikant is one of my favorites. I've recommended that in here before. I go check that out. Um, okay, so back in here. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. Um, they don't want to spread marketing truth. Has anyone tried testing, uh, AB testing promotion from a label account versus artist? I have not done that yet, but that is a good idea. Hey, Vinesh, what MIDI keyboard do you have? I have an Alesis VI 49. Gets the job done. <laughs> um, how to get signed to a label. I, I would not make that your focus. I would focus on building a business and when the time is right, a label will come to you and you will have leverage uh, to negotiate a good contract should you want one. Um, okay, let's see. Starting to sell some samples and presets. Okay, Green Ring, cool. Would you go straight to a conversion campaign for that or run a brand awareness alongside to get some warm traffic? I would do it that way. Brand awareness to get some warm traffic at first. You're going to have multiple levels to get this done when it comes to e-com. Um, hey, new subscriber, Oscar. Thanks for the sub, dude. Uh, if you're in here, John. Uh, yeah, the stream went foobar right after you read my question. Okay. Uh, Island Vibes. What do you guys think is more important, more marketing or more music out on Spotify? Consistent music with marketing to support that. If you don't have the music, the marketing is not going to work for you. The bigger your catalog gets, the uh, easier it becomes to sort of lean on existing releases like I've done this year. Uh, Jake, Tom Dupree, the goat. I <laughs> appreciate you, man. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I would love a vid on organization. Okay, cool. You got it, Druid. I'll do one. Let's see. Ch -ch -ch -ch. Broken holiday. Hey, dude, what's up? Have an awesome weekend. Uh, Gabby, new fan from Puerto Rico. Hey, welcome. Any tips to pitch to blogs or media outlets? Um, I probably just wouldn't. I would run ads and build a fan base who is engaged with your content. And I wouldn't worry about gatekeepers. If anybody's a good blogger, they're going to find your music when the time is right. That's my recommendation. On that note, I'm going to sign off, you guys. I'm sorry about the stream dying. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was 100% my fault. Uh, so I'm not going to hit that key. And I'm going to map this to something else uh, <laughs> before we go live again. Uh, before I sign off, I will be gone again next Friday. I know, two in two months. I'm sorry. Um be gone next Friday, but we'll be back in two weeks and I'll schedule that in advance on the channel as I always do, of course. Um, if you haven't checked out the course, uh, you can do that at the link in the description of this video, artist-accelerator.tomdupreethethird.com. I'd love for you to join the initial cohort. Um, it goes live next Friday. It's $69 until next Friday, at which point it'll go to $99. And if you don't want to take the course and you just want to join the community, you can just join the artist access community as well. You can go to shop.tomdupreethethird.com and learn more about that. So if you don't feel like taking the course, you can just join the community and come hang out. That's going to be ever evolving, figuring out how to make it work the best for everybody. But my vision for that is to be a hub of a network for us to come and talk about all of this stuff in addition to some crypto and NFTs and new opportunities and collabs and all kinds of things. I want it to be kind of a one-stop shop for like, these are my people. We're here to do this together. So uh, yeah, on that note, I'm going to sign off. Thank you guys for being here today. Thanks for all the super chats. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. Have a great week and I'll see you guys in two weeks. And uh, yeah, talk to you later. Peace.